We're in week number two of our series called Christmas Carols. And I'm really excited about this uh, because we're taking the Christmas carols, some that are very familiar, uh, and we're taking just a line or two out of each one of those and we're seeing what we can learn from them and we're certainly filtering everything through God's word. The one we're using today is, O Come, All Ye Faithful. How many of you are familiar with that song, O Come, All Ye Faithful? Yes, we're gonna sing it in just a second, but I'm gonna give you some useless information that you probably won't care about or remember at all, but I'm gonna tell you anyway because that's what we do. John Francis Wade is the one who wrote this in the 18th century. He was a hymnist, and it was translated in the year 1841 into English by a guy by the name of Frederick Oakley. You know Oakley sunglasses? You know those, yes? He had nothing to do with that. There's, <laughs> I, I don't know what did I got your attention. Here we, so th- this hymn is it's kind of like this. It's kind of like Anthony, 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 come on, come on. You got it, you got to come, you got to come. You got oh, you already got so much accord, but you got to come. Thank you. So it's, it's that sense of urgency that's communicated in this Christmas carol. Um, you ever gone to Disneyland, taking your kids to Disneyland, or maybe as a child you were taken to Disneyland, or, or maybe you took your grandkids to Disneyland, and you drive forever to get there, and, and the closer you get, the more excited you get, or they get, and you finally pull into the parking lot, and you're nine and a half miles away from the entrance, but you're in the parking lot, and you're, you're taking just a second because you drove all that way, and you're thinking, I, maybe you're the dad, I don't know, and you're thinking, I don't wanna walk back out here to the car again. So we better get everything that we need. Our ducks need to be in a row before we go into the park. Everybody say yes, right? So you're thinking to yourself, I gotta make sure we have the tickets and we get the backpack and we got the ba ba dee ba doo ba doo whatever it is we need. But all along you're hearing your kids screaming in your ear, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. That's the kind of anticipation and excitement that is found in this Christmas carol. It's like you're being pulled along. You gotta see that you're, you're running through the crowd, pulling you. You gotta go, let's go, let's go, let's go. You gotta see the baby Jesus. We're told that patience is a virtue. Not, not in this case. In this case, impatience is like a beautiful thing. For, for who, could, who could stand by and wait when what we really want to do is worship? We've been waiting 400 years, not to mention all the time prior to this, for the promised Savior to be born. And Albert Bailey writes this. He says, the poet takes us by the hand and leads us with triumphant song to the cave of the nativity in Bethlehem shows us the babe and bids us adore. This beautiful Christmas carol invites us to sing, to sing with the angels, to sing with our families, to sing with fellow believers, and with every fiber in our being to worship Christ the Lord. Is anybody excited in the house besides me? To worship Christ the Lord, the very one who gave you breath and gave you life, the one who saw you through to victory this year, the one who has sustained you and upheld you in his mighty right hand, to worship Christ the Lord. There is a sense of urgency in this Christmas carol. So we're gonna take, just we're gonna sing this Christmas carol right now, and I want you to worship Christ the Lord. Would you stand with me and let's sing this together. Oh come, all ye faithful.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What we're going to do is we're going to take just the first few words of this song and have a seat, please. We're going to zero in on just one phrase of this, this beautiful hymn, this Christmas carol entitled, O Come, All You Faithful. What I want to do in this series is take just a phrase, and I hope as we lean into it a little bit, Every time you sing this Christmas carol, it will drum something up inside of you that will encourage you to worship God at a deeper level than you had before. And you'll remember this divine, holy moment that we're having together as you sing this song. The phrase that I want to talk about is, this, is the first part of it. It's, O come, all ye faithful, joyful, and triumphant. Turn to your neighbor and say, faithful. Now turn to your favorite neighbor and say, joyful. joyful. Now look at me and say, triumphant. triumphant. Faithful, joyful, and triumphant. Faithful, joyful, and triumphant. 2020 doesn't feel like a year that's been full of faithful and joyful and triumph in our lives. In fact, many people, these would not likely be the words that we would choose. Many people in here would say anything but. 2020 has been anything but faithful and joyful and triumphant. Now, defeated and depressed and doubtful, that could be possible for many people. We can kind of feel like faithful and joyful and triumphant. If, if that's a prerequisite to, oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant, if that's the prerequisite to come and worship the Lord, to come on, those of you that are faithful, those of you that are joyful, those of you that are triumphant, then I guess I don't get to go. And I guess most of you aren't going to get to go to worship God either. Because we don't always feel faithful in our lives. I mean, maybe you know that God has called you to do something with your life. He's giving you a, a mandate, a, a mission, but you got distracted, you got off track in your life, and you've, maybe you've been disobedient to the Lord. Or maybe you, you tried to overcome an area of temptation in your life. And you, I mean, you struggle, you got doubt, you got fear, you just can't seem to get there. You don't feel very faithful right now. And you, and you would not view your life as faithful. I don't feel very joyful, you might say. Well, a lot of people right now are saying, I don't, I don't feel very joyful. You know, some of y'all are wearing your masks, and everybody has to wear them when they're moving around. But y'all are wearing a different mask. When you come to church, most people are wearing a mask. When you're out in public, most people are wearing a mask. We tend to, sometimes we, we get really good at faking joy, don't we? Oh, hallelujah, God is good. And inside you're feeling, inside you're feeling full of despair and worry and concern, and you know you don't feel very joyful. How about triumphant, victorious, far from it? Many people, many people, we talk to a lot of people, feel defeated. My marriage, I thought that by now I would be happy. My, 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 my finances, it should be better by now. My dreams, they should be fulfilled by now. I just don't feel very triumphant. Put, put that back up there, get that last slide. Oh, come all ye faithful. Oh, come all ye faithful, 
joyful and triumphant. It's a call to come and to worship Christ the Lord. We don't feel those all the time. Now this isn't God's word, but this is a parallel about God's word that I'm gonna help you see some things that will help us today. So the question that I have is, who is it that Jesus calls? Who is it that Jesus calls? Faithful, joyful, triumphant? I asked the worship team to stay up here because I've got a surprise for you. I wrote a song, I'm gonna give it to you right now. And so, I know y'all didn't know this, did you? Um, but I, I, I wrote, wrote this, and so I don't know how to get in there. Um, you can just play it, all right, good. <laughs> And, and so they're gonna sing a song and um, I want you to hear this and if you wanna sing along, you can. I kinda rewrote the words to this song because I think it's good. Here we go, you ready? And one, two, hit the bubble machine. Let's do this. You got it. Oh, come all ye sinners and Okay, stop, 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 stop. That's as far as I got. So, um, <laughs> but, I, but I think this, put those words back up because that's gold, man. Somebody's gonna wanna copyright this. I think, I think this describes us. Oh, come all ye sinners, weary and burdened. Who, who is it that Jesus called? Well, let me tell you, Jesus calls the sinners. And when we say the phrase, the sinners, it sounds like we're talking about a bunch of other folks. We be talking about us. We're talking about all of us. He, he calls us all. Jesus calls the sinner. Tell me what that really means. It's kind of, you ever walked into a spider web before? I mean, a big old spider web. And you walk into the thing and you start twisting and turning and trying to get it off your, your thick locks of hair and you, and you can't get it off and, and you move, the more you move, the more you get ensnared in the web. That's how it is with sin. And you can't get out and you feel alone and you feel isolated and you feel incapable and you feel hopeless and you feel tired. And you're exactly who Jesus came for. Jesus did not come for the religious elite. He did not come for those that have it all together. Jesus came for you. He came for you and he came for me. Matthew 9, 12 and 13 tells us, on hearing this, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. For I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners. Jesus calls the sinners, but he also calls the weary and the burdened. Just many of us in here and watching online, watching at a house church, you're a candidate for this because you're weary and you're burdened. That's the word. We used that word weary last week, and we're using it again this week. We feel weary in our lives. It totally describes 2020. I'm Here we go. Here we go. If you're gonna go out to a restaurant, y'all better go today or tomorrow because Tuesday, everything's shut down again. I don't know if you read that and you know that, but it's the truth. There'll be no more restaurants, no more outdoor dining. There's none of that. They're even gonna limit Grubhub and DoorDash in the way that they do, do the, their business. 
it's, it's shutting down for a minimum of three weeks, which means at least until after, after the first of the year. Now, I don't know if that affects you or not. That affects me. Because I like, I enjoy going out. I like the social aspect of going out to eat. I enjoy, it's kind of part of our, our life. Very much. I don't know. Are things going to change? This last week, I felt like I needed to have three intentional conversations. So I did. I, I said, Lord, where are those people that I need to talk to? And I bumped into one of the people. I was at a place um, getting a Christmas present for my wife. So I can't tell you what place or she'll figure it out. But I was at a place and this place, I was stepping up to the, in the line and there was nobody behind me. I thought, well, this is the person I might have a conversation with. So the lady that was there, I started to have an intentional conversation about the Lord. Turns out she was a, a Christian. It was a great conversation. And um, she said, what, do you think we're ever gonna get back to normal, Pastor? I said, well, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think, I think, you know, there's this whole phrase of the new normal. What is that? What's it gonna look like? Well, I gotta tell you, there's a few things out of this that I'd rather keep the way they are now. I kind of rather like it this way. Some of y'all are like, what are you talking about? I told you a minute ago, I like to go out to eat. We like to go to restaurants. We like to socialize, even with the servers. Very much appreciate the servers and all their hard work. My wife has trained me well. You don't say, yeah, give me a burger. <laughs> you want to get slapped on the back of the head, you say something. What you say is you say, yeah, may I please have a burger? As if it was your spouse or your mama that was serving you. Don't be saying, may I give me a do-ba-ba-dee-ba-doo-ba-doo. Be a Christian and be nice. Everybody say yes, right? Some of y'all are really convicted right now, and you should be, right? So we treat the servers well because they're human beings, and we use please and thank you. It's an important part of being a follower of Jesus, in my opinion. Well, but the one thing that is, sometimes you get a, a real social server. God bless all the servers. But you get a real social one. I appreciate the fact that they're wearing a mask when they bring me my food. Because when they're like, who had the french fries? <laughs> Boy, that just triggers me because now I want to get a whole new order of french fries. You know what I'm talking about? Because there's stuff coming out of your mouth. <laughs> 2020 will never, ever, um, 2020 ushered in an era that will never go back fully to the way 2019 was. And we need to know that. What's it gonna look like? I don't know. But I do know there's so many people that are burdened right now and weary. Just this has been forever, we feel like. It's been a long time that we've had to have these, these rules and regulations in our lives. Jesus came for the weary. He came for the burdened. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, come to me, all you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. The good news is Jesus doesn't leave us in weary state. He doesn't leave us in a burdened state. He, make, he calls us while we're weary. He calls us while we're burdened, while we're sinners. He calls us when you're in the middle of a place where you're like, I've tried everything I can, and it just doesn't seem to be working. I thought I was getting some traction. Turns out I'm just spinning my wheels. Thought I was making progress in my life. It turns out I'm not making. Maybe you're in a place where I am making some progress. I am doing very well. Just wait. Because without the Lord, you're gonna realize that it's all smoke and mirrors. With the Lord, you can do all things through Christ because he gives you the strength. And so when we come to a place in our lives that we're so sinful, so weary, and so burdened that we cry out, I need you Jesus, something beautiful happens. It's a beautiful exchange. 
2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, in Christ comes to Jesus. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. He is a new creation. You're no longer the same person that you were before. See, Jesus helps us to become a new creation. I need you to get this, really get this. If we come to Jesus in our sinful, weary, burdened state, once we meet him and really surrender our stuff, our lives to him, the Bible tells us that we become a new creation. So the question that I have, it's okay, we're doing kind of a Bible study together here. Um, so we, are, we understand that we're sinful, we're weary, and we're burdened. And those are the ones that Jesus came for. And so he came to make us a new creation. So the question that I have is, what does it mean to be a new creation? Well, I'm really glad you asked. Because for the next 10 minutes, we are gonna lean into this question and we're gonna answer the question that I promise you has the potential of truly helping you through this interesting season that we're in. As a new creation, everybody say number one. Very good, we're gonna get better through these numbers. So number one, as a new creation, we, we will become, or we become more faithful. We become more faithful as a new creation. Hebrews chapter 12, verse number two tells us, let us fix our eyes on Jesus. Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning it, shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So our faith comes from the one who authors it. Who authored your faith? Jesus did. And he gives you the work, or he goes about the work of partnering with you to perfect your faith, to make you more faithful. How does he do that? How do you perfect? I'm glad you asked, because the answer is in Romans chapter 10. In Romans chapter 10, verse number 17, it says, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. Another translation says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hearing God's word will build your faith. Let me say it again. I don't feel very faithful. Well, then hearing God's word will make you more faithful. That's why at New Life Church, we will always teach and preach this book. This is the center of it all. We will teach it, we won't water it down, we won't neglect it, we won't change it, we won't teach part of it, we will teach the whole counsel of God's word. Somebody say amen. And I know that when we do this, your faith will be built. Your faith will be made stronger. That's why coming to church is essential. That's why reading your Bible at home and praying is essential. That's why coming to church in person is essential. Coming to church online is essential. That's why going to a house church is essential. Or, or, or attending an outdoor gathering, wherever, however you choose to worship God, studying his word, keeping that at the forefront, that will build your faith. How do I become more faithful? Study God's word. 
I said, number one, as a new creation, we'll become more faithful, but number, everybody say number two. So much better. As a new creation, we become more joyful. Some of y'all are ahead of me now. You're like, I see what he's doing. He's taking that song and those three, yes. As, as a new creation, we become more faithful, and as a new creation, we become more joyful. Galatians chapter five, 22 and 23, gives us a list of the fruit the results of walking with God, the fruit of the Spirit. An apple tree can't bear oranges, it can only bear apples. The fruit of the life that is fully grounded in God and in God's word will bear fruit, and you cannot stop the kind of fruit that it's going to bear. And one of those fruit is joy. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Joy, joy, joy. So as a new creation, we will become more joyful. Joy comes from being in a right relationship with God. It's not something you can fake. It's not something you can produce on your own. In fact, the Bible says that when we receive Jesus, when we accept Jesus into our hearts, that he puts his spirit inside of us. His spirit is the same spirit that rose Jesus from the grave. That same spirit resides inside of you. And the fruit of that spirit is joy. Don't misunderstand. I've said it many times before. Joy and happiness are two totally different things. Happiness depends on happenings. What's happening in your life? Joy, that depends upon Jesus. Happiness depends on what's going on around you, uh, what's going on with me right now. And your happiness can change from moment to moment. Some of you might be happy right now, but in just a few minutes, somebody might spill their coffee on you. And it's at that point you won't be happy anymore. Some of you might be happy right now because, um, because nothing's wrong. And then your phone, you forgot to silence, and in just a second it's gonna go off. And when it does, you're not gonna be happy. You're gonna be embarrassed. Happiness depends upon happenings. Joy, joy depends upon Jesus. I was at Chick-fil-A. Anybody go to Chick-fil-A here? I like Chick-fil-A. I was at Chick-fil-A the other morning. I was on my way out of town. I had to go meet with a pastor and I just wanted to get some um, mini, mini chicken sandwiches uh, for uh, those wonderful things, the little biscuits. They're wonderful for the tiny and they're perfect. I just wanted to get, you know, they got two drive-through lanes. One apparently is for people who are living right and one is for me. And I, I, got, I, got in, I got in the wrong lane. I don't know why I chose that lane. I feel pressure when I pull into a place and you got choices. I'm that guy that wants to stay back behind and wait and see which car moves up first and then I'll go, take the, the shorter one. But I know that was, I just picked a line. I picked the wrong line. Apparently, there was about 19 people in this little SUV in front of me that all had to have different orders and change their order three or four times as they were sitting up there, and I'm like right behind them, and I'm, I'm triggered, and I'm, I'm, I'm losing my joy. By the way, you don't lose your joy, you forfeit your joy. You abandon your joy. God will not take your joy from you. You leave your joy behind. That's up to you. 
So I'm losing my joy and I'm seeing what's happening and they're the placing the orders and everybody's got their own thing and the whatever and then they're changing the orders and then the, the, the lady with the little iPad has to call another lady with the, uh, you know, the nine-year-old, the iPad calls another nine-year-old, the, I know what I'm talking about and they come over here and they, they're trying to figure out, they probably know more about the whole technology thing than I ever could, but they're trying to figure out the order because they got to do some changes and then their card didn't work on the time. They have to, I'm, I just wanted to unroll my window and say, I'll pay for y'all if you'll just move it along here. I'll just, I'll just pay for it all. Let's just move it along. I'm, I'm getting frustrated inside of me. As I, I, I just need to get on the road and go see this pastor and afterwards I have to write my message and my message is, oh, come all you faithful, joyful and triumphant. I just gotta get out of here. And I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing this moment inside of me and I realize I'm not acting very, very joyful. I don't have to be happy, but I certainly need to be joyful. So I made a decision in that moment that I'm just gonna smile and let this be an experience and who knows, maybe God's keeping me from a terrible car accident down the road and all of those things that could be happening, you just never know. And I chose to change my whole countenance and I, and I felt better about it. Joy comes from Jesus. It comes from way down deep inside of you. That's something that's not a part of this world. That part inside of you that's placed in you by the living God who placed his spirit inside of you. And out of that overflow, out of that, the fruit of joy is born in your lives. Because happiness depends upon happenings, but joy depends upon Jesus. Don't we see this in the Christmas story? Luke chapter two, uh, we see the angels have come and they're proclaiming to these shepherds and they're saying to them, the Bible says the angel said to them, do not be afraid I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all of the people. The good news was, and the good news still is, Jesus. I said, when we're a new creation in Jesus, we become more faithful. And I said, number two, we become more joyful. And everybody say, number three. As a new creation, we become more triumphant. Let me read to you from Isaiah chapter nine, just two verses. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. That's pretty triumphant to me. Let me remind you, the Jesus that we are coming to worship, oh come, let us adore him. He is not that porcelain figurine you have on your mantle above your fireplace. He is not that pristine figure. He is the king of all kings. He is the Lord of all lords. He is the alpha, he is the omega. By the way, those are the Greek letters, the first letter of the Greek alphabet and the last letter of the Greek alphabet, meaning he is the beginning and he is the end. 
He is the author of life. He is the prince of peace. He is the perfecter of your faith. He is the one who spoke everything into existence. He is the bread of life. He is the salvation for all that would call upon his name and believe. He is the lifter of your head when you're so weary you have no strength left inside of you. He is the one that will fill you with power and grace and might. He is the one who defeated Satan on the cross. He conquered death, hell, and the grave, and he rose victoriously over it all on that Easter Sunday morning. And as the song says, he is born the king of angels. And we come to adore him, for he is Christ the Lord. That is pretty triumphant. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. What does new creation mean in Christ Jesus? When you're with Jesus, you become more faithful. When you're with Jesus, you become more joyful. And when you're with Jesus, you become more triumphant in your life. Bow your hearts and your heads with us, whether you're here watching online or at a house church couple of questions I have for you. Number one, does your faith need to be built up? Are you struggling in your faith? I remember in the Bible there was a Roman soldier who came to Jesus and said, would you help my unbelief? He needed more faith to believe, to trust, to know that God is with us. God will help us. He'll help you with that addiction, sir. He'll help you with that problem, ma'am. He'll help you with, re- with your children. He'll help you overcome that relationship issue. He will help you in the midst of utter despair in your life. Do you need a resurgence of joy in your life? You've kind of been down in the mully grubs. You've been focusing on all the happenings around you and it doesn't feel very good. Some people have discovered in this journey that we're on, this COVID-19 journey that, you know, they were much happier when mom and dad both went to work and they only had an hour or two together a day, but now, now it's different. Now they're frustrated and angry. You need joy in your life. Are you, are you hungry to live triumphantly? You tried your way, you tried your way, you tried your way. It's just not working. You're not experiencing the victory that you had hoped to experience. I may sound like a scratch record, my friend, but it's so true. Jesus Christ is your answer. He is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. He is the one that will build your faith. He is the one that will give you joy, and he is the one that will bring you victory and triumph in your life. If you're struggling in these areas of faith or joy, you need greater victory, triumph. Would you just, as a sign of surrender to God, would you just slip your hand up to the Lord? I don't care if you're at home or in a house church. I don't care if you're here alive. Would you just lift your hand to the Lord and say, God, I need more faith. I need more joy. I I need more victory in my life. Father, I pray those who are experiencing a faith struggle right now, I pray for them. I pray that you would build our faith and help us to become more faithful, God. 
I pray for those that are lacking joy right now. God, I pray that you would help us to know that our joy is not found in anything other than you. And Father, I pray for those of us who aren't feeling very triumphant this year. Remind us that you are with us, God. Remind us that you're with us.